Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. Lord, we welcome your work. We ask you to work in our hearts, in our understanding, in our spirits. Do the good work that you would do tonight. Lord, we wait on you. We're here for you. This is your time. Captivate us. I don't uh, often give commercials for my messages, but if you missed the message last week, uh, you you want to go to the podcasts on Podbean and listen to that message. Uh, I'm not the same after preparing for it. Um, <laughs> I feel like I need to listen to it because I know I'm going to hear things for the first time because uh, the Lord just opened some things uh, during that message um, and he was at work. Uh, so, I had a similar experience this week, <laughs> and this message uh, tonight, it's, it's kind of gone about three different ways in, in the last few days, and honestly, I'm not exactly sure which way it's going to come out, but... I'm, I'm going to share with you a, a key to the kingdom tonight. Uh, I wish that I would have heard a message like this when I was in my teens or my early 20s because I'm not sure where I'd be now if if I had known this then, but I wouldn't be where I am now. I'd be way farther ahead. 
because there, there are times when things happen in, in our lives uh, and we become confused, we, we become frustrated when oftentimes when this happens in a job, it relates to a boss and a boss will do something that is, you know, we, we don't understand. It confuses us. It uh, frustrates us. And there's, there's a tendency for us in, in that kind of a situation to kind of shut down uh, emotionally toward that person. Uh, and that's not a healthy thing. Uh, I mean, the, the same thing happens in church uh, with with people, and and that's that's really not a good thing either. Uh, it's it's an unhealthy thing. But it's it's a very dangerous thing for us when it happens with our relationship with God. Uh, because there, there are some things that are required for intimacy in, in relationship. And trust is, is one of those things. We've, if, if we're going to be in a close personal relationship with another person, we, we've got to have trust. And if our relationship with God is, is going to be intimate, we, we've got to trust God. Uh, and, and sometimes things happen in our relationship with God where we become confused we can even become frustrated with his leadership. And if, if we don't resolve that in a healthy way, man, we're, we're in trouble. Because then our, our relationship with God, we we shut down. And it, it becomes a religious exercise. It, it becomes pretense, really, because it's, it's not real. There's, there's something that's missing that, that is intended to be there. And it's, it's that trust. And, and so, uh, what, what I would uh, entitle the message tonight is the necessity of wrestling. God is, is not uh, intimidated by our 
wanting to wrestle something through with him. <laughs> he's, he's never lost. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> I'm going to give us a little perspective because some of you might say, well, what about Jacob? Well, we're, we're going to get to that. Okay? That's the Iowa Hawkeyes, by the way. Oh, right there. <laughs> where I met Joy. Um, that, that is not what wrestling with God looks like. Um, if, if I were to have put an image up there of what wrestling with God looks like, it, it'd be more like this. And I was laying on my face before God. Because there, there is something that is always true when we're frustrated with God, when we're confused. He's not wrong. He's, he's not uh, opposed to you in, in any shade of, of meaning. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, <clears throat> the message last week was, was about Peter and God's faithfulness to Peter in, in taking him through a very painful process of, of his denial of Jesus and then restoring him. And see, <clears throat> what, what you don't know is that that whole message was a result of my own wrestling with God. Because there, there, was, there was something that <clears throat> I, I felt like it was true. But I, I really needed the Lord to flesh it out for me. And I, I shared this last week that I, I know that that we can't focus more on our own weakness and failures than on God's faithfulness. I, I knew that that was a real hindrance, but I, I needed the Lord to give me a, a really good example of that. And, and Peter was... A, a perfect example. I mean, one of the inner circle with Jesus, one, one of the top three closest to Jesus, who 
tells Jesus, you know, even if everybody else deserts you, even if everybody else denies you, I will never do it. And how many minutes or hours later does he deny him three times? And with, with Jesus even looking directly at him right after the third time when the rooster crowed. And then Jesus restores him wonderfully. But even, see, even after Jesus restored him, there, there was still some wrestling that Peter had to do before he could be the Peter of Acts chapter 2. Because while, while the Lord had worked a wonderful process in, in Peter's heart through his denial and, and restoration, he, he still, at that time, wasn't the Peter of Acts chapter 2. He, he was broken and humble like he had never been. But he, he yet had to become something more to preach that message in Acts chapter 2 and, and see 3,000 people come into the kingdom in, in just minutes. Uh, and so there's... Sometimes there's, there's the wrestling through of, of our, our weakness and that, yes, God can still use me and he, he still has something for me. And, and sometimes there's the, the wrestling through of, of what that is. And, and I think that was probably true for Peter. God, are you, are you sure? You, you, you really, you still have that for me. And, and Peter had to wrestle through that with the Lord. But we, we know that he did because we have Acts chapter 2. We, we don't have the detail of, of that wrestling. Uh, but David was, was one who wrestled with God. Uh, I mean, read the Psalms. Dave, David wrestled. And, and God, again, was, was never intimidated by David's questioning. David always came around. And, and that, that is the beauty of wrestling with God, is that, that he brings forth something 
when, when we are willing to be honest with Him and, and, and come to Him and, and say, God, you've got to explain this to me. You've you got to teach me something or you've got to do something in my heart or, or you've you got to flesh this out, like I said. Uh, and and he will do it. And and see if if we if we avoid the wrestle and and we we pretend there's no issue. It's it's like our our spiritual life is on pause. Because, see, the author and finisher of our faith, he, he has a journey <laughs> laid out for each one of us. And while we may want to take something from far forward and, and deal with it now, uh, he will wait for us to deal with that next thing that's on his program for us. And, and he will wait. And, and he is very patient. The fruits of the Spirit. <laughs> they, they are fully his character. So he, he has no problem waiting. Uh, and, and there's, I mean, there, there's another really important application to, to this idea of wrestling. And, and it has to do not with our vertical relationship with God, but it has to do with our horizontal relationships with one another. Because sometimes things happen. Uh, we we make mistakes. We we do things without thinking. We say things without thinking. Uh, actions are misunderstood, uh, and intimacy is is hindered because. There's, there's something there. There's something that is picked up that shouldn't be picked up. And it's offense. Because there, there's no intimacy with offense. There's no intimacy with God if we're offended at him, confused and frustrated, there's no intimacy with one another when there's offense. And living in pretense with one another is no more healthy 
than living in pretense with God. And in our culture, uh, teaches people to live in pretense, to, to pretend that everything's okay, and just sweep it under the rug, pretend it never happened, just go on. Uh, how many healthy relationships do you have with people where, where you have done that? that? There aren't any. Unless you've later resolved it. And, and I think wrestling is, is a pretty good word for what we need to do with one another sometimes. Because we we got to somehow get trust restored again. If if we're going to have that closeness, if if we're going to have that intimacy with with one another. So I better get into the word. <laughs> with this message. Uh, the first passage that I think relates to the idea that I'm talking about uh, is Proverbs 28 or 29:18, Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. Uh, another good translation for casting off restraint is to wander aimlessly. <laughs> and if, if we are offended at God, we're confused, we're frustrated, we, we take up offense at him because things didn't go the way we thought they would or should. We, we end up losing our vision because now we wonder if we can still trust the one who, who is God. And so we, we end up just wandering aimlessly until we finally get that resolved. And while God is patient, we, we can be wasting years sometimes and in the times that we're in we we don't have years to waste we if if we need to wrestle then we need to wrestle uh and and we need to do it now <laughs> so that god's our trust of God can be restored and we, we can trust his leadership. Because, I mean, here, here is the thing. If, if the day of the Lord is coming, and, and Joel says, the great and terrible day of the Lord, if, if that's on the horizon, the day of the Lord is great because it's it's a worldwide thing. 
And it's terrible because much of the manifestation of it is, is going to be painful. And if, if we are, are having trouble with the leadership of God right now in our own lives or in the church or in the world, what are we going to do when the day of the Lord comes? And Jesus said it's going to be like in the days of Noah. And, and what he's saying is millions are, are going to die. It's, it's going to be, oof. It's, it's going to be rough. We've, we've got to resolve this trust issue, <laughs> this submission issue <laughs> now before we enter into those days. And, and I don't know how close they are. I don't know if they're months away or years away. I, I really don't think they're decades away. But <clears throat> we, we need our prophetic vision intact so that we don't become a people who wander aimlessly. Because, I, you know, I, I, I'm telling us, uh, the, the more time that we spend wandering aimlessly, it, if, if, if the days that are remaining are, are like sand in an hourglass and, and we're getting down to just a little bit of sand left, uh, and our response in, in the days ahead are, are going to impact our eternity significantly and, and quite possibly affect the eternity of many. So, man, we we got to wrestle this this stuff through. And I, I think Second Corinthians ten three through five is is a good passage about wrestling. For though we walk in the flesh. We are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. That is what happens when we wrestle. Those lofty arguments and thoughts, those things about God's leadership that have confused us and confounded us in the place of wrestling 
They, they come to make sense. And, and we are released to go forward. This, this is a huge, huge deal. Um, uh, <laughs> and and this, this is just what God does. He, he destroys our arguments <laughs> and our lofty opinions about what, what we should have gotten, what should have happened, what, whatever. Those things that the enemy has raised against God before us because he's the accuser of the brethren. He accuses us to each other. He accuses us to God, and he accuses God to us. And when we agree with him, and we take up offense, whether it's against one another or against God, and we're, we're not going to go anywhere until those lofty thoughts and arguments are brought down. And it's time. It's time for that. So we we got to enter the place of, of wrestling. And the minor prophets in, in the Old Testament, uh, <laughs> those, those poor guys had wrestling matches. Uh, Habakkuk, especially, uh, is, <laughs> I mean, he, he's kind of like us, okay? He's, he's looking around, and, and he's saying, God, what, what happened? Uh, there, there is injustice everywhere I look, there is unrighteousness, there, there is evil. Uh, when are you going to do something? And and God says, "Yes, Habakkuk. I'm in the process of of doing something. You know those nasty Babylonians. I'm raising them up to come." and bring justice. And Habakkuk says, okay God, but what about the righteous? <laughs> Isn't that a good question? <laughs> I mean, when, when we're uh, anticipating the day of the Lord to come in our generation, uh, because there is so much unrighteousness and so much injustice, and, and we ask the Lord, Lord, you got to do something. And the Lord says, Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing the Muslims in, into all of your countries, and wait till you see what they do. Uh, and I, I don't know that that's the word of the Lord, but. 
It was the word of the Lord to Habakkuk. I'm, I'm bringing this, this evil, powerful nation against Israel, and, and Habakkuk was offended because he knew if these people come, they, they are just going to kill indiscriminately. Righteous, unrighteous, they don't care. <laughs> Whoever's in front of them, that's who's going to get it next. And Habakkuk knew that. And, and so Habakkuk wrestled. And I don't think I'm even going to get to my main example here. After the wrestling, Habakkuk had peace once again. And he ends his, his book with, Though the fig tree not blossom, nor there be fruit on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there it be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's, and he makes me tread on high places. Now that is somebody who wrestled. And, I mean, obviously, God wins the wrestling matches. I mean, how, how could he say that after you read chapter 1? And, and one of the most famous passages in, in the New Testament is, is a direct quotation out of Habakkuk chapter 2. The righteous will live by faith. And that is the context that that verse was inspired by the Holy Spirit within. <laughs> that even if the evil Babylonian army comes in <laughs> and indiscriminately kills whoever, the Lord tells Habakkuk, the righteous will have to live by faith. And what, what he's saying about faith is our hope is in the person of Jesus Christ. It's not in our physical life being spared. It's, it's not in our comfort. It's not in our peace. It's not in the provision of having everything that we want or that we're used to. It's in a person. 
And, you know, the, the best example is that I can think of is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Before they're thrown into the fiery furnace that's heated up how many times hotter than normal? Ten times? Seven times? I, I couldn't remember. And they, they tell the king, basically our, our hope is in, in the Lord. He, he can save us, but even if he doesn't, we're good. Because if we, if we die like this, man, it's going to be good for us in eternity. And, and see that, that is the key that's given to us in, in the book of Revelation. They overcame. And how did they overcome? They overcame in, in the day of the Lord. Revelation 12. Verse 10, And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come, for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives unto death. Meaning that they did not care about losing their life in obedience to God. Because you, you know the truth is that since we have the seed of indestructible life within us, there is no killing us. It is just a passing from this realm to the other realm. Yes. And really, there, for the person involved, there is very little downside to that. Which... I, I think is, is why we have seen the faithfulness of so many martyrs at the hands of ISIS in, in the last few months. Whether it be adults or, or children. They are not denying Christ to save their lives. <laughs> and for eternity, it will be good. For them. It will be good for them. They will rule and reign with Jesus because they have overcome. All those promises for the overcomers in Revelation 2 and 3 are theirs.
And so, you know, realistically, in our lifetime, this is something that we must come to grips with. God has never removed his people from a time of judgment in the word of God. The story of Noah. He was warned of what was to come. He was told how to prepare. He was obedient and did all that he was told to do. And he lived through that judgment. The only one on the earth. All of the examples in in the Old Testament, even beginning with the Exodus, The people of God, who were not yet even a nation, uh, an extended family group at that point, as all the judgments came upon Egypt, they were protected through most of those judgments. So, What's, what's going to happen in the day of the Lord? Uh, I, I wish I could tell you. <laughs> but the key for us is settling the issue of God's leadership. And Wrestling it out is, is the way for it to be settled. So, I don't know what time that says. See the, pardon? Okay. So I probably better not start the meat of the message at this point. (laughs) You see, the the great example that I have of, of this wrestling is Jacob. And then I was going to walk you through Genesis 31, 32, and 33. Uh, the, The preparation for Jacob's wrestling match with God, and I I will just summarize it for you. Uh, See, Jacob was was this guy who, he wanted the blessing of God, but he, he kind of thought he had to connive his way into it. And yeah, his mother was probably partially to blame. She was an accessory. Uh, But he had stolen the birthright and the blessing from his older brother, even though they were twins. His older brother was the first one to come out. Uh, 
And so he was sent away to protect his life from his brother, from whom he had stolen the birthright and, and the blessing, and to find a wife. And, and so he, he finds Rachel, uh, a beautiful daughter of Laban, and, and he spends many years working for Laban and ends up with Laban's two daughters, Leah and Rachel, as, as his wives. And they're servants, and through the four, he has 11 sons, eventually 12. But the time comes when, when things begin to change between Jacob and Laban. And, and he recognizes that because the Lord has blessed him so much and made him so wealthy out of the herds and flocks of, of Laban, that Laban no longer looks favorably upon Jacob. And, and the Lord tells Jacob in this story to, to go back home. So I, I will skip many, many details uh, of the story. But basically, um, it gets to the point where Jacob knows that, that he's going to meet up with his brother the next day. And he goes off by himself, and the angel of the Lord comes, which presumably is, is Jesus. And, and this, this I, I believe, is the situation that Jacob is offended at the leadership of God right now because he thinks he's going to die tomorrow and probably his wives and children as well. And so he is in a place where he needs to wrestle with God. And, and so he, he wrestles with God all night. And, and from, from the, the few details that we have about the wrestling, in, uh, I think the wrestling is in Genesis 32, uh, it may have looked something like the Iowa Hawkeye match uh, <laughs> that I had on, on the slide. Uh, because Jacob, he, he must have been pretty strong because he, he, he didn't lose. But we, we also know this, that God didn't lose. And even at the end of the wrestling match, Jacob won't let the angel of the Lord go unless he blesses him. And, and see, here is the amazing thing about wrestling with God. That 
when we wrestle with God, we win. And he wins. We both win. When Jacob wrestled with God, he got a new name. And he was released into his destiny. He was, he was released into his true identity, guys, <laughs> from the conference today. He was, he was a different man as Israel than he was as Jacob. Things were settled for him that had never been settled. And see, this, this is why we must wrestle. If, if you're confused, maybe frustrated about what God is doing, wrestle. And you will win. God will win because he never loses. But it's, it's the way into your destiny and your true identity. The thing is, we we got to be real. We we got to be real with God. That's that's the way into the wrestling match. You you got to be honest with yourself about what you're experiencing, what you're feeling, what you're thinking. And, and we can't be led by those things. We, we can't be led by what we're feeling, what we're thinking, how we're perceiving our reality and, and what is happening. We, we've got to be led by the one true leader who, who loves us and is completely committed to us and, and has a future and a destiny and plans for us that, that are better than what we could come up with. And our, our wrestling will confirm that. But we've got to be honest. And, and we've got to be honest with, with each other, too. We... We're in a, a time and a, a place when we, we can't afford to cut off relationship with, with one another. We, we need each other. Because we're, we're going to help each other along on this journey. And, and this is a journey and it is a process. But God is doing something. He's taking us somewhere. 
and it's, it's going to be good. It's, it's going to be powerful, what he does. So, um, <clears throat> that's what, what I believe the Lord is saying. Uh, again, he's, he's working by invitation. We can take him up on the wrestle or we can pretend we don't need to. Uh, but, man, we, we can't afford pretense any longer. In our relationship with him or, or each other. And we, we got to get real. And we we got to learn how to wrestle. We we got to love one another. Before one another. Let's pray. Father, I, I thank you for your great wisdom. The great wisdom of your leadership. Lord, we, we need your leadership. We, we ask for your leadership. We, we choose to submit to your leadership. Lord, I, I trust your leadership. Because you're, you're good. And Lord, I, I admit that being in transition as an individual, as a church body, uh, is painful at times. It, it is sometimes confusing. Uh, it it can be frustrating. But Lord, I, I pray that you would reveal through your spiritual weapons the sources of our frustration and that you would help us to resolve them. I, I pray that you would bring light and truth into our confusion. And I pray that you would restore prophetic vision so that we would not cast off restraint or wander aimlessly 
But Lord, that we would get with your program. <laughs> and that we would make accelerated progress uh, that you're offering to us. Uh, put a yes in our hearts. Tear down our lofty thoughts and imaginations that are against you. Expose the lies of the enemy. Lord, bring us into our true identity. Teach us how to wrestle. And give us the hearts of overcomers. For the glory of your Son. Amen. Does anybody have a, a question, an observation, maybe a revelation related to the message? Just feel like maybe somebody does. You want to come to the mic? <laughs> I hate to ask you, but... <laughs> you can sing it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Okay. <laughs> caught myself doing this because you were sharing about how when you said the the Muslims are coming or what mm -hmm. was happening in time mm -hmm. of Habakkuk I call him Habakkuk mm -hmm. so um, and it just hit me how I've been focusing I've had some negative things going on anyway and I've had to fight to not let it overtake me mm -hmm. but then I'll like have the TV on and I'll see the news or I'll see a TV show that's going to be coming on this fall and I'll be like Oh, God, I just keep going, just get us out of here. Just get us out of here. We don't belong here. Get us out of here. I just can't stand it. I just feel it. I feel that evil. And just Jenny, my daughter, and I were talking, and I was telling her, it's like people, they don't even, um, they can't even see. They're so blind, and they're all just falling in line. Oh, this is going to be a great TV show, and we're all just going to love it. It's actually just about two people that go around murdering people, and it's torture oh, and murder. and. Wow. I mean, it's just going to be on primetime TV. And that's not the only one. It's just all these things. I just kept seeing it. And I'm just like, God, I don't want to see it. It's so much easier, I think, sometimes to not have to look at it. Mm -hmm. You know, but when we walk in the spirit and we're saved, it's like our eyes are so open to everything around us. And it's a great burden to bear. Mm -hmm. And you feel overwhelmed with wanting to 
fight evil. And sometimes you feel like you've also just, you know, when I first came to God, I was going out like crazy. And I, a lot of times I just hide in my room after just some other things I've been through. But I do feel God waking me up. I mean, since we've been in this church. And when you were saying that, I've been upset about like the Muslim thing. And I'm like, oh, you know, I kept getting fearful. But what you shared really encouraged me because it just showed me. And then the one scripture where it says, because they, it was by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, Mm -hmm. but because they did not love their life unto death. Mm -hmm. And today um, I read something that Billy Graham shared and it was, he said, the last breath you take on earth, the next one you're going to take is going to be in heaven, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and not loving your life because I think we do do that. And Mm -hmm. I remember telling Jen, we're not here to build our lives up here. That's not Mm -hmm. our purpose here. And we tend to do that. I I do it too. We've done it. We're like this, you know, we we Mm -hmm. bought a home. We're going to build this up. And it's just interesting that the last few months, all I've wanted to do is get rid of everything. I just want to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. It it is just a burden to me. And I don't know if it it was just kind of a subtle thing that I felt like I needed to do. But then Mm -hmm. the more you were teaching Mm -hmm. about what's going on, I think that's all part of God. And this pruning and this whatever's happening here with this church, I'm excited. I mean, there were (laughs) moments that I'm like, oh, here we go again. Because we've, you know, 30 years, we've been Christians for a while. We've Mm -hmm. gone through some valleys. I'm sure all, everybody has. But there is an excitement yes. to me about I don't want to just go with the norm <laughs> and, and, and be blind and not, not walk in God's power and be able to truly see God move on this earth. I want to be a part of what God's doing. Yeah. I want to get free from the things that are binding me down because I want to be a part of it. That's the stuff Amen. that I love. That's Amen. what I... I love to see God move in people's lives mm-hmm. the way he moved in mine. Yes. I love to see people get set free. We're going to see that. That's what I love. <laughs> and I love it when God meets with us on a personal, deep level between yes. us and him. And we just know it's him. That's yes. the way it's supposed to be. Because that's what overcomes all this junk that we are seeing around us. Yes. so the thing to keep in mind why the Lord is not going to zap us out of here is Isaiah 60 arise shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is rising upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise upon you. And nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. So Lord, we say yes to that. Yes. (laughs) He has stuff for us to do. (laughs) Amen.